Chris Friesen. Hello, Ben. How are you, bud? Ah, pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good. A little sleepy, but pretty good. Well, man, I'm, I'm excited. It's, uh, it's kind of like a fresh start here, a new beginning. <laughs> yes, a new, a new chapter. Yeah, like we've, uh, we've talked a lot and it's funny because I feel like I know so much now and like you've told everybody who's been listening so many things about your life up until the point when you moved to Gimli but it Gimli's almost like this I don't know it's this uncharted territory that uh, I've been anticipating and I think a lot of people have been anticipating what's to come here uh yeah yeah Gimli was um was a a different it's just a very different part of my life that uh uh in in a good way there's some ups and downs but mostly in a good way yeah i mean it's another thing i started thinking about is that uh it's funny we talk like we talk about winnipeg and we talk about gimli and about things that uh i don't want to say we take for granted but we both know where they are and what they look like and um now that there are more people listening i started to think like we talk about this place gimli like people don't even realize that gimli is if they're not living in winnipeg they don't realize that it's just outside of the city yeah like 45 minutes to an hour outside of uh winnipeg yeah Yeah, so that got me thinking a little bit about Maybe we should talk a little bit about what Gimli's like as far as a quaint town and give a little more description because it's a it is a great place. It's a hidden gem in in Manitoba for sure. But uh, yeah, um... it, it got me thinking too because one thing I don't know is is that the farthest you've ever been away from the city? Um, no. I'm Ben Grenell. And this is Character, Episode 9, Dirty Ice Cream. younger uh my mom's sister uh she lives in saskatoon so that would have been and i i've gone on road trips to go see her there when i was younger so uh that would have been the furthest i've gone so you've gone for like six seven hour road trips yeah yeah i mean i was i'm pretty sure i was pretty young when i did that and i don't really remember much from those trips. What I do know, though, is uh, next weekend, next week, weekend, I know you're going away, and uh, one thing I found interesting is that I know you're going to Las Vegas, and that's uh, yeah. that's the first time you're ever going on an airplane. Yeah, first time um, ever being on a plane? Well, a, a plane that's moving. I think we have a museum here that has some planes. I've been on planes there, but not like to actually go anywhere. Like so, what's going through your mind? Um, I see. It's weird. Like uh, a lot of situations don't really hit me until day of. So like every year, uh, me and Britt and a couple of our friends go to Minneapolis to see the uh, the Warp Tour, and I usually. I mean, it's Warp Tour is just a big like music festival with like I guess kind of like pop punky bands and heavy bands and stuff like that. And uh, I'm not excited until I'm literally in the line. <laughs> like it doesn't kick in that I'm gonna see like like Newfound Glory and like ten of my favorite bands in a row. Like it doesn't really kick in until I'm there. So. With that being said, uh, I've been trying to like 
I was talking to some people we work with, and I'm just like, I I'm probably should be more stoked than I actually am. Um, but knowing me, that makes sense because I'll probably be, it'll probably finally kick in uh, when we arrive at the airport, and I'm like, um, gonna about to get on the plane and like stuff like that. Yeah, man, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good time, and Vegas is uh, a different beast altogether. So it's yeah. uh, night mean, and day. The furthest I've been out of Canada was uh, was Minneapolis. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and fun. It's gonna be crazy. So what's going on with Gimli? The the disparate and uh, I guess the the opposite of Vegas. Yeah, so like, for people that know Winnipeg, it's uh, it's a it's your typical city life. Um, Gimli is much much smaller. Usually, people their plans are after high school. Hey, man, I'm just gonna grow up and I'm gonna move to Cali because you know all my friends skated, so we're like you know the place to go for skateboarding was Cali or LA or, or so. I guess that's yeah, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Uh, mine was Gimli. Um, <laughs> it wasn't really like, hey, I'm just going to get out of here and, and move to Gimli. Um, my, I would call it grade 13 year, um, I met a girl and I, uh, um, she was from there. So uh, it just so happened that uh, she wasn't moving to the city anytime soon and I just graduated. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to, uh, move to Gimli. I had decided. I hadn't told anyone. <laughs> no one knew um, that I was going to get up and just pack my stuff and go to Gimli. Actually, I didn't even pack my stuff. We'll get there, though. And you met the, this girl online somehow? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was like, okay, so like, I just want to state before this all starts that um, time frames and events of this whole era are just kind of mishmashed in my brain. So unlike before where I was like, oh yeah, I was 13, blah, 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 this, I, I won't be able to do that. It's just going to, I just, <laughs> the things I did pretty much helped with that. So, um, yeah, this whole thing is just kind of some, like kind of around the same time, uh, events. That's what I'm trying to say here. How, how many years did you live there for? Um, well, I dated that girl for roughly, I think it was three and a half or four and a half years. Um, uh, one year was here in Winnipeg. That was my grade 13 year, like the summer of grade, end of grade 12 and then grade 13. And then when I, from there, I was there for both. Was it? So 18, 20. So roughly five years, probably more like four, four years, four or five years. So a good amount of time. Good amount of time to be away from home, uh, Winnipeg. So yeah, Gimli was a very small town. It had like one strip of, uh, it was a tourist town. So like had one strip where like the tourists would come and like look at all the shops and all all the restaurants and stuff like that. There was other like little hidden gems everywhere that tourists could find like parks and uh, hideaway beaches. Um, that's kind of the hideaway beach. There's this one beach where I lived for a while, but uh, we'll get there eventually too. It's it's further down the line. Like you you lived on the beach? Pretty much like um <laughs> like eventually. Donna. Like in in like in a place, was, like in a house, or do you like you slept yeah. on the sand? No, we like the um, later on. I met some people, uh, and I ended up living in a cabin that was like right next to the beach. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. I, I just have to ask and clarify because <laughs> at this yeah. point in your story, if you told me that you slept on a beach for two years, <laughs> I wouldn't bat an eyelash. Yeah, no. Um I I can't say that. I haven't slept on that beach. I've slept on that beach many a time, but um no, I didn't actually live on the beach. Um we lived in a cabin near the beach, like yeah. 10 steps away. Good. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a point of clarification in my uh, mental notes here. <laughs> yeah. Just not to confuse everybody either. No. Um, yeah, so it was a small town. Had one strip that ever, that tourists would come visit. Um, it had restaurants and little shops and... Uh, it was the the strip was really close to the beach and there's a hotel so that's uh, made a prime prime tourist area other than that it was it it would take you what 40 minutes to walk from one end to the other um in the city it takes what in winnipeg it takes you about an hour to drive to one end to the other so that's kind of gives a kind of comparison how the size of this place it wasn't very big it was tiny and it's and it, in the summer it's booming because it's a cottage destination on Lake Winnipeg. Yeah. And then in the winter, I haven't actually I shouldn't say I haven't been out there. I've been out like to Lake Winnipeg many times going ice fishing in the winter, like many yeah. many times, but I never go into the town of Gimli. So I can imagine that it's probably a little bit deserted in the winter. Oh man, it is so deserted. Like you can go. I lived um, with my girlfriend and her parents in a restaurant on the main strip, and you could go like days without seeing tracks in the snow on the roads. Like, so wait, she owned a, a restaurant. Her parents owned a restaurant. Which restaurant? Uh, the restaurant was named Whitecaps. They no longer own it. They sold it, but it's still there. I don't know if it's called Whitecaps anymore, but uh, I've it's eaten still at there. that place. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so, small little town. I ended up moving there after high school. Um, but the way I moved there was, like, I had planned, I had talked to this girl, um, and uh, we we decided that um, she wasn't ever, well, ever not ever, but for the time being, she wasn't going to be um moving to the city anytime soon i mean i was straight out of high school i was i think i was probably 18 at the time and uh oh man just remember my 18th birthday now um but i was 18 at the time and she was still in school so yeah that she was not gonna she was younger than i was so she wasn't gonna be moving to the city anytime soon and um so i decided that i was gonna move out there and the way that I moved out there was uh, high school had ended and I was skateboarding and I went home. Uh, at this point, I was I was back with my grandfather, uh, kind of. And um, I was like, hey, I'm going to go visit my girlfriend. I'm just going to continuously call her my girlfriend. I'm not going to say her name. But I'm going to go visit my girlfriend in Gimli uh, for the week. Um, I'm going to bus there. Uh, I don't know why. They just didn't, I didn't just ask for a ride. I mean, it's like 45 minutes to an hour. It was like a seven, five to seven hour bus ride. It was crazy. Why was it a five hour bus ride? Because it's the, the bus stopped everywhere. Like it, it didn't, it wasn't just a straight bus from Winnipeg to Gimli. It was like this Greyhound bus that stopped absolutely everywhere. And it was like this five hour, uh, I think five to seven hour bus ride. It was freaking ridiculous. Like, um, and the thing was, I don't know why, I have no idea why, but I got so sick taking this bus. So sick. Uh, to the point where, like, I had to, like, upchuck all the time in, a, like, a bed, one of those barf bags. Um, Dude, I yeah. think you were on the bus to Norway House. That's what I think. <laughs> I was on the bus to Norway, Nor- Norway House. Norway House. Um, it's i've done that drive many times it's like 45 minutes is not seven hours unless your yeah, bus they, is driving around the province of manitoba in circles oh, i don't know what the <laughs> heck was going on but like it was like stopping at every stop it would first of all it stopped so what i didn't understand was there was the greyhound bus station that no longer exists downtown and it would start there but it picked people up throughout the city what i didn't understand i was like why why weren't people meeting at the bus station to go to get picked up on the bus why was it picking people up i don't it was weird i didn't get it it was just this weird situation because i've again i don't travel on buses it was weird 
Um, but yeah, so, um, oh yeah, so it wasn't the first time that I had taken the bus there, but this is the one time that I decided that I was going to go visit and not come back. <laughs> so, uh, I told my grandfather and my aunt, um, that I was going to visit. I took a backpack full of clothes just for like a week and I took my skateboard and I left and, uh, the girlfriend's parents knew that this was happening. So they had like set up a room for me when I just on the records, when I lived there. Um, so me and the girlfriend, we lived above the restaurant. It was like an apartment building. It was two apartments. One side, uh, was where the parents lived and the other side was where, uh, me and the girlfriend lived. But, um, the conjoint, the doors that would block off each like apartment were, um, taken off so it was like one big apartment um and the whole time that i lived there we did have separate rooms the from the beginning till the end we slept in separate rooms um so yeah so i got up and uh i took my stuff and i took this bus there and i took gravel and gravel knocks me on my ass so i like i was freaking just like not okay and when i got there i slept until like i think like almost the next day because I was just so exhausted from the, trying not to puke and taking gravel. Um, so yeah, I, I got there and um, I had already planned that I wasn't going back. So like the whole week, me and my girlfriend, we decided we're like, how am I going to tell my family that I'm not coming back? <laughs> like I'm just staying here uh, and that was it. So um, literally it was a really awkward call to my grandfather um, where he just picks up and I'm just like, Hey, um, so I have something to tell you. I'm not coming home. <laughs> I'm going to live here from now on. Surprise. Um, and the thing is like, as we know, like it previously, like my, um, his, his, uh, his kids, um, my mom and like my aunt that moved to Saskatoon and my uncle who lives in the city, um, they all left at a very early age. So, um, actually, I don't know if I mentioned that I might have, they all left really early. Um, and I was like the oldest one to stick around kind of, well, except for the part where I got kicked out. Like they, like your aunts and uncles and your mom all left your grandparents place when they were young. Yeah. Like very young. Like, are pretty much the same age as where I got kicked out. They all left. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I guess, I, and now that I mentioned it, I guess I didn't mention that part before. Um, so he was trying to, like, figure it out in his head, I guess. And he just was, like, he almost sounded completely defeated. Like, at this point is, like, when me and my grandfather are trying to get along. Because uh, he's the whole reason why I graduated high school. Um, at the time when me and me and Sheen were like really good friends and hanging out all the time, um, is when I started getting my act together and like figuring out like, Hey, maybe I'm a complete asshole and maybe I should talk to my grandfather and like re, uh, like rekindle that relationship and see how it goes. So like I, we were trying we were both trying, not just me. He, he also was very much trying to like, we were trying to come to a common ground of like, I'm growing up and like, maybe we shouldn't fight all the time. So he's the reason why I graduated high school. Um, he said that if I don't go back now, um, grade 13, I'll never go back. And I was like, okay. And uh, another reason was uh, all my friends, <laughs> some of my friends had failed as well. Um, like my close friends that have been mentioned before we, they had failed. So we all were like talking and we're like, Hey, well we may as well. Actually I got two of my friends, two of my best friends to go back to school with me. They weren't going to go. They were just going to skip out and just like not go back to uh, grade 13 to finish high school. Um, so they came back with me and that was another reason why it was easier to go back is because I had some other friends to go back to do grade 13 with. Um, they had way more classes to do than I did. I only had two, right? So it wasn't that hard. I only had like half a day, like two classes a day to go to. Um, um, but yeah, he was the reason why I graduated. Um, 
spoiler alert, they did not graduate. <laughs> um, I was the only one out of my like entire group of friends to graduate. Um, I, I don't think I, I was going to mention that before, but I decided, I guess, I may as well. Yeah, I remember you didn't want to mention that before because you told me that you felt like it was, I don't know the right word to use, but almost like you were bragging. But I don't think that's anything to be bragging about, man. And not, yeah, no. I don't think you should think about it that way. After the, after we had like t- talked kind of about it, I kind of rethought about it, and it's like everybody is in a really good place now, like everybody's doing really well. So it's not like they didn't graduate and became complete junkies or something like that. We all are in fairly good places in our lives right now. Yeah, and I know when you say stuff like that, it's coming from the most honest place in your heart, and you you got to look at it this way too, man. Like your grandpa might have been instrumental in pushing you to or probing you to go back to school, right? Yeah. But if you wouldn't have tried to get your friends to go back to school, like, yeah, it's some of the onus has to be on them, right? Like they have to be um, self-motivated enough to, to see it through and to finish it. You did. They didn't. That's the reality. But at least like by your grandpa inspiring you to go back, you tried to get your friends to go back and that's commendable in its own sense that like that was the outcome of you going back to school right you tried it's not like you're doing it as this like self-interested mission to think like oh i think i'm better than you i completed high school that's not the way you are i know you're not like that man so don't ever feel that yeah no that's not how it was it was just like mission in life that's that's not you i know it's not you and at that time, too, it was more like we weren't like I would say we we're still like close, like, you know, those friends you can see anytime and pick up where you left off. And like I was hanging out with Sheen more and I didn't really see them, but we all still knew each other and we all knew we weren't doing so well in school. So when we were all going back, it was kind of like, yeah, this is going to work. Like we're all going to go and we're just going to graduate and it'll be great. And then stuff happened and some people didn't make it. And uh, I think. I can't be certain on this one, but it was even Brad was as well um, part of it. I, I actually think he might have actually graduated in grade twelve, but um, he might have not. He might have gone back to grade thirteen, but at a different school. Um, because what, what happened? If, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. What's up? I was going to say what happened that the like what that you graduated and the other your friends didn't. I can't really remember. Like I know one of my friends, he was uh, at the end of grade twelve, and he met. He was hanging out with some people, and he was drinking a lot. He was drinking a lot even at school. And like I remember skateboarding on the three stair out front of the school, and he came and he just reeked of booze. And like at this point, I was like, quote unquote, straight edge. Um, so I was like, uh, okay. And then he just that problem just carried over until like later on. And then I think that's what happened to him is like he just was hanging out with the wrong people i guess I, I can't even say the wrong people maybe they're the right people eventually but he um he just didn't stick to it like it was really hard for me to stick to it too but like i guess they had more problems sticking to actually coming to school but uh yeah so graduated grade 13 um and uh it was like my graduation, I showed up, I think I talked about it, I, I showed up in shorts and they, they thought I didn't have pants on. Um, but, like, everybody could, like, say something, write something down, and I remember all mine was, was, like, thanks, Gramps, or something like that. And, like, what, I looked over, my grandfather was sitting in the pews with my cousin, and they, he just had the biggest smile on his face, it was great. Um, but, yeah, so then uh, I had graduated moved to Gimli or had <laughs> mentally moved to Gimli and then I actually did move to Gimli and after that um, me and my grandfather really didn't talk um, it took me like half a year if not more to even just go back to get my things like I didn't even have things really um, I've always led a really weird minimalistic life where I don't have very many um, possessions <laughs> I just have what I need and that's about it a skateboard and uh, Xbox control yeah 
actually when I moved to Gimli was like an era of um, no, like a lot less video games, like way, way less. <laughs> uh, I didn't have, what did I have? I think actually, yeah, no, the girlfriend had an Xbox that I remember playing some games on, but that was about it. I didn't have a computer yet um, to use and, oh man. Yeah. You're letting me down. Yeah, I always picture <laughs> you like Fred Savage and the Wizard. Again, Fred Savage <laughs> and the Wizard. Are we going here again? Are you doing it on purpose this time? Like I don't no, even know I'm anymore. Not. I'm not doing it on is. purpose. The Wizard. Side note: The Wizard was an '80s movie, a brilliant '80s movie about this kid who is like a world-class master of playing video games and he goes and he wins some like video game competition playing super mario 3 <laughs> drive to california on this road trip and that was when nintendo launched the power glove <laughs> and that oh, was like, no. yeah in that movie and it was amazing and fred savage was the protagonist of that that film oh, man i cannot believe that exists and i have not seen it that's the way i picture you so <sighs> I mean, yeah, there was like a little bit of video games, but it wasn't like it wasn't like how I was before or I am now. It, it was just like, yeah, it was here and there. More, I basically dedicated my life to this girl. Like anything she wanted to do, we did. Anything, like yeah, like anything, anything and everything was all about this girl. I was that kind of uh, boyfriend at the time. So was it like you were, you were pretty emotionally attached to this girl. It sounds like. Yeah, um, I don't know how it happened so quickly, but like, yeah, um, very, very emotionally attached. And, were, uh, were you? Is that the first time? Were you in love with her? Um, I, I could say yeah. I pretty much was in love with that girl. We. We went through, like, man, like, the emo hardcore phase was, like, I went through all of that with this girl. Like, she did the whole, like, uh, back-combed hair, and I had the long black hair. And, yeah, we went through this the whole emo phase. I remember her, her mom actually sewed a pair of pants for me to make them super freaking tight. But they were men's jeans, so they had no stretch to them, so it was really awkward to walk in them. And then uh, from there, I just wore her pants. She just gave me her pants. Um, so you, like her, it sounds like her family was pretty embracing of you. Yeah. And later on, when I think about it, it was really, really weird because, uh, and the thing is, I've only met, I only met them like three times, like maybe three times. Um, they never came to the city. The, I had dated this girl for an entire summer without meeting her parents. Wait, um, you lived with them though? Yeah. Uh, after you, like, three, you um, met them three after times. high school. You're saying you met them three times prior to moving out and living with them. Yeah. So like, oh, okay, sorry. Like, I thought you, when you were living there. No, sorry. So like after like, uh, the summer we dated, never met them once. And then after high school is like when I started, she started coming to the city because she had to, or um, I can't now, like this whole time thing is weird because she couldn't come here for something anymore. So I had to go there and I would uh, save up all my money and I would go. I By the way, I didn't have a job. <laughs> my first job was when I was, I don't know how old I was. And I worked at Dairy Queen and I got fired from that job. And I learned no responsibility whatsoever from that job. Um, so I had no job going into this. So I don't even know where I got money from. But I, I would think that you told us why you got fired from Dairy Queen. Oh, man. So Dairy Queen. Um, I had a friend. I think I sp talked about it. I had a friend who worked there who got me the job there. She shortly after quit. <laughs> So it was just me there, but like, uh, there's this guy who works there. Um, and if anybody knows what Terry Queen I'm talking about, I don't know if I said where it was, but there's this bigger dude that works there and I'm pretty sure he still works there. Um, and I was like, what? I had to be a kid, like an early teenager when I worked at this place. So if he, he still worked there, he's worked there for freaking forever. But I remember it was like a day shift 
and um, I went in, and it was just me and him. And he's like, hey, Chris, come to the back in, like, 15 minutes. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, all right. This is, okay, cool. So I go into the back, and this dude, man, no word of this, so weird. This dude is holding a box, staring me dead in the eyes, holding a box, and he has a knife in the other hand. And he starts stabbing the box and tearing down slowly. Stabbing the box and tearing down slowly. I literally didn't say a word. I stared at him. I turned around and just walked to the front of the store and just like started filling cones or something. One of the strangest things I've ever seen. And so like what what did he tell you when you went to the back? There was there was there was nothing to tell me. There was him stabbing a box staring me in the eyes. <laughs> you just that, sat there? He just I'm just like he just stood like he was standing. There was a very small back room. I don't even know how he actually fit back there. But like um, how long were you back there for? And you just looked like at Like seconds. Him? Like it was like maybe less than 10 seconds just him standing there just stabbing a box, staring me dead in the eyes, pulling down slowly. I was just like weirded, so weirded out. But for some reason I don't think I did anything about it. I just I'm pretty sure I just went and worked and that was it. <laughs> He just started making ice cream cones. Not make like I just like filled them, you know. Like you know, anyway, it doesn't matter what I did. It, the 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 weird thing was that I didn't do anything about it, and the and he did it in the first place. Like it didn't make any sense to me. Um, God. so that's like one ex- weird experience that I had. Like, that's like the only weird thing that happened to me. Other than at the <laughs> end of the night, we used to like fill up buckets and buckets of ice cream and take that shit home. Um. <laughs> God, man, dude, your life is filled with comedic moments and dramatic moments, and it's the ultimate roller coaster. I'm oh, not man. laughing at your expense. It's just some of this stuff is so, classic. There was uh, okay, so there, but the time that I was there, I wasn't there very long. There were rumors that he did come out of a nut house. I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's true or not. But he he also would walk into work with a cowboy hat on and. I think he had a trophy or something that he would carry with him all the time. And he would always be like, oh, who's going to win next um, country idol or something like that? And it was he's just like, it's going to be me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you do you, guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like he was – I don't know if he's not all there or why he worked there, but um, he's got to be well – he was older than me. He's got to be well and is like – late 30s 40s man if he's still there oh man uh, i'm tearing up <laughs> yeah okay so that's that was the guy the big guy at i know his name i don't say his name but the, the big guy at, at dairy queen um now the reason why i got fired was so again first job i have zero sense of like anything of like uh what am I saying? Like, I just don't care <laughs> about working there. So, um, it was a busy night. It was a summer busy night and we're working. Me and these like four other people are running around in this Dairy Queen filling out ice cream and like everything's getting messy and, uh, there's like a bunch of lineup. And, uh, so I'm like helping people. And I guess there was a group from the bowling alley that's close by. They always come in and I go to the till, and I'm about to help somebody. I'm like, hey, hi, whatever. I can't remember what I said. And I'm like, and then uh, how may I help you? And then my, I guess the manager at the time was on the drive-through, so we had this headset in, and he turns to me, he's like, hey, Chris, can you clean the machines? They're getting dirty. And I'm like, okay. So then I didn't say anything to the people. I don't think. I think I just turned around and started cleaning these machines. So then they're like, hey hey, aren't you going to serve us? And I turned around, and I'm just like, uh, do you want dirty ice cream? <laughs> I said something like that, rough around the edges, like just, do you want dirty ice cream? And I guess I they were so offended, they just left. And I was just like, oh, I thought I was just cleaning the machines for you guys, but okay. Um, so then they left, and I guess finished out the shift. I cleaned the machines and whatnot. And the next day when I came in, the man, like the owner of the Dairy Queen or the head boss or whatever, she pulled me into the back and she's like, "Hey, um, I heard about the incident uh, the other day or yesterday, and 
um, we're going to have to let you go. Um, is there anything you want to say? Like she basically, the, w- the way it went is she, she's told me that I was fired, but she made it seem like if I wanted to stay, I should give her a reason and like talk to, it's like defend myself. And I was just literally like, nope, that's cool. Um, I'm out. Um, it was hell working there in the first place. Um, but yeah, so basically that's how I got fired from Dairy Queen. I told off some customers and, uh, (laughs) boss didn't like it. So they're just like, you're out. So that was your first job. And then you had that in, in high school, but when you were in Gimli, you didn't have anything. No. (laughs) So when I moved there, um, the girl I was living with worked at the restaurant. So she had a job. And I just kind of, I don't know how long it was. I don't think it was very long, but I had this like no sense that I literally think when I was there, I thought that I was just going to live there and they were just going to feed me and I didn't have to make a living. Um, so uh, eventually um, the girlfriend's mom came up to me and was like, hey, um, we were talking with uh, dad and I were talking. He's like, you should probably um, get a job. And I was like, a job? Why do I need a job? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I should get a job. So then... uh, And you didn't, like, did they offer for you to work in the restaurant, or did you want to work there? um, Eventually, I worked there. Eventually, I worked in the restaurant. But I think she gave me the option to work in the restaurant. And I don't think I did uh, at first. Now, this is where the the jobs kind of get all um, messed up in my head, because I had a couple different jobs when I lived in Gimli. And uh, I don't really know the order of what what happened when so i remember i needed a job and i'm pretty sure uh, i worked at um and this was weird because um never having a job before jumping into the retail life was uh kind of strange i worked at um turgeson's oh i know that joint yeah i worked there and um i've never run a till before i've never like helped a customer other than at dairy queen i've never folded a t-shirt before and the type of place it is is like kind of pretty much a clothing store that's basically what it's used for and then like kind of um gimmicky things like different types of chocolates that you can't get at normal places and uh, on one side was a bookstore um which most people rarely had to work at because the um i think the owner's parents ran the bookstore um, and I, so the normal workers rarely ever had to be over there, but I'm pretty sure that was my, um, my first job that I had in Gimli. And it was really weird because I've never had really a sense of, uh, what am I trying to say here? Just like importance. Like I just didn't see anything that would like, I don't know, had importance or like, I didn't have a work ethic. That's what I was going for. So like I worked there, but I I guess that was my like first retail job I've ever had, and I caught on really qu- quick. Like I, I learned how to do the till, and I learned how to open and close the store, and I learned how to like sell clothes to people, overpriced clothing to people that didn't really need it, but they bought it anyway. And um, shoes, I guess shoes was more or less my department too, as I sold a lot of shoes. And um, so yeah, that was like my first job there. Um. And it went well. I met some cool people, and I met some not-so-cool people. Um, and then I also, eventually, I worked at the restaurant as well. And uh, throughout this whole whole event of Gimli, I kind of work at the restaurant on and off um, throughout different jobs. Um, I also worked at um, Brennavin's Pizza there, too. Um <sighs> Brennan's Pizza is is this really awesome pizza joint. Um, the fries are amazing. Um, but I remember working one day at Brennan's, and when you make baked pasta, it goes through the oven. And I remember like making the pasta, and it was really busy. And I went to go grab it to take it out to put it on the shelf to cool it down so I could serve it. I didn't put on the oven mitts. I completely grabbed this like extremely hot dish with my hands bare hands and carried it it wasn't very far it was just like a turn but i carried it turned it and put it on the thing on the like counter with my bare hands 
So my hands were just like third degree burnt, complete to a crisp, just burnt, melted, bleeding hands. That was why, pretty graphic. Why didn't you put down the pan when you like, I, first touched honestly, it? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. So yeah, like I was, I was, and that I think that is where, uh, like, I, I there was I worked there for a while, but I'm pretty sure that's what ended me working there was because I was off for so long, and then I'm pretty sure I was working at the restaurant, uh, and um, so it's like I didn't need three jobs; I had two already. I was working at Turgeson's and I was working at the restaurant. <sighs> so. Yeah, so I ended working at Brennan's. It was really cool, I guess. It was really neat working at a hip pizza joint, but it's whatever. I had Turgeson's, and, and then I shortly after that, I worked at Whitecaps. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, now I have this weird um, sense of... Uh, I, I, I'm still searching for the word here. Um, just like I have went from zero responsibility to feeling like I had responsibility and doing a good job at it. Whereas when I worked at Dairy Queen, it was just like, I didn't really care about anything. It was like, Oh, this is a paycheck. You know, I'm barely, I'm going to do a poor ass job and take shortcuts and I'm going to get money for it. Whereas now it's like, I worked at Turgeson's and I kind of had like more responsibility and I, I felt like what I was doing was um, a little bit more important. I had to take more responsibility for what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I worked at, uh, at Whitecaps as well. <laughs> And this is like uh, when I so my my, my hair kind of gradually grew longer, <laughs> and uh, eventually when I'm when I first was out of high school I stopped cutting my hair and then like um, when I lived in Gimli for a long time I just didn't cut it and my hair just grew really long and eventually I had hair down past my shoulders and um, why I'm saying this is because uh, I I started working in the kitchen at Whitecaps. Um, and I was still at Turgeson's, but I eventually moved away from the kitchen and I started doing serving. So I was uh, doing serving. I was working in the kitchen. I was the prep cook. I didn't do any actual like cooking. I, I rarely did cooking. It was the dad that did the cooking. So like, yeah, this is all pointless, but um, I ended up working serving and I was the only male server. Um, at Whitecaps, but I always got mistaken for a girl because I would always wear really tight pants and I had really long black hair. It was really nice hair, by the way. Um, I don't have much hair anymore. Um, but yeah, long hair, and I would always get mistaken for a girl at Whitecaps, and the old grannies would always tip me like crazy amounts of money. Because they um, thought you were a girl? No, because I was the only guy that worked there. <laughs> I was the only male server, so all the uh, like it was like a, I guess Whitecaps was more of like a fancier like steakhouse type deal, I guess. I don't know that's seafood and stuff. So like it was always like these older grannies, and they tip me really well. Like here's fifty bucks or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's sweet, I guess, cool. Um, but yeah, that, that basically the intro to my working at Whitecaps. Now, throughout the years living with the the girlfriend and being completely disconnected from my Winnipeg life. And, um, I didn't mention it, but me and Sheen, my best friend at the time had a, had a pretty bad falling out. And like when I moved was like the tipping point for him. He was really upset. <sighs> now this is, this is a little bit of, of the embarrassing part of this story is he was really upset with the decision I made to move to Gimli after finding out a bunch of stuff about my girlfriend at the time. So this How is, did he find stuff out? Because I told him. Oh, so I, I found I found all this stuff out on my own. And because uh, I was just like, this, some things don't add up and some things are fishy and I don't really understand. And then this is where it gets kind of, um, kind of skewed and my, my judgment really doesn't play well in this story. Is So I met this girl online. We dated for uh, a long time. She hung out with me, um, Sheen, and my two other friends that uh, that we all kind of had a group together after high school. Like and, she would drive in from Gimli to come to the city and hang out with you? Yeah. Uh, she stayed here. Her brother actually lived here. Uh, her brother lived here, and that's where she would stay. She never told me that. She actually lied to me about um, where her brother lived uh, for the longest time. 
basically our entire relationship up until the point where I found out all uh, found out a bunch of stuff was a complete lie. Like everything was a complete lie. Um, in any normal situation, <laughs> a person would probably um, like just back out of that relationship when they found out a bunch of the stuff that I found out. And it was just like at the time when I found out was like pretty much the day before um, or days before I was actually planning to move out there. So I had this in my head. I was just like, oh, man, I found all this information out. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, do I break up with this girl? But I have all these plans, and it's like I really want to get away from Winnipeg because I want to get away from the bullshit that's here, and every kid's dream is to move away. Um, but in the end, what happened was is I chose the wrong no, I wouldn't even say the wrong route. Like the, it was like so much good came from after the situation that me taking the wrong route was irrelevant. So I had found out uh, one of her friends from Gimli had messaged me and she was just like, Hey, it's like, look at how old I am. And like, do you know how, like, I'm like, used to be really good friends with this girl. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're much younger than me. Um, and I'm like, okay, all right. She's like, you should probably ask your girlfriend uh, more about this situation and this situation and, like, ask her, like, about her parents and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, why would I do that? Like, I know all this stuff. She's, and she's just basically, you don't know this girl. You think you know this girl, but she's been completely lying to you the whole time. So, um, basically, from my understanding, I knew this girl. She had a brother that lived here. I did not know she was from Gimli. I did not know that part at all. Um, and what kind of kicked in was I was at my aunt's house, and she told me to call her. And so I called her. And my aunt came back to me, like, uh, I guess a month later and was just like, hey, why am I getting all these long-distance calls? And I'm like, I'm not calling anybody long-distance. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, you, I just like you, I'm getting a lot of the long-distance calls. You must be calling someone long-distance because I... I'm not calling a lot of people long distance. I'm like, well, that's weird because I'm not doing that. Little did I know I was actually doing that. I was calling her from my aunt's phone and, and she was actually um, using like her. It was long distance from because it was from Gimli to Winnipeg. So that being said, kind of clicked in my head was like, OK, that's weird. I mean, why would she um, have long distance when she kind of lives here? And she told me that, like, her mom worked at Naco Pizza and her dad was abusive that would beat the mom all the time and all this other stuff. I was actually, just, just a side note, I was actually planning to leave out all this part because it's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. I'm, I don't know why I thought I was going to leave it out, but I'm going to just throw it out there. Um, so, yeah, so I started, like... St one thing after another started adding up and and I kind of figured things out and like we're in my aunt's like at my aunt's and like that's where we usually hung out was in my room at my aunt's house because like the computer was there and like uh, whatever my I think my guitar was there at the time um so like I, I confronted her about all this information that I had found out and the the biggest annoyance of all was i was uh, and this is what i think this was the tipping point was i was really concerned was she said that she was the same age as i was so i was 18 17 18 i was like turning 18 i guess and she was actually not at all the same age as me i mean i was 18 and i think she was 15 at the time so this entire relationship that we had for an entire summer and all these future plans that we had kind of just blew up in my head. And I was just like, holy shit, like this girl lied to me about her age. She lied to me to her family. She lied to me about where she was. She also lied to me that she said she skateboarded and she never when she never once touches a skateboard and like and the, and she she was like she knew all the spots she knew like woodsworth and she knew the forks and she knew all this other stuff so it like made me think like oh maybe she does know skateboarding she had no idea she couldn't even ride the damn thing so after all that information all that intake of information um sheen I had told Sheen he's my best friend and I mean she lied not just to me she lied to 
all of my friends for an entire summer. She became best friends with these two girls that we hung out with and like Sheen and whatnot. Like she just lied to everybody about all this stuff. And it's like, uh, they never really caught on. I mean, they were texting her cause I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until I moved to Gimli. So they would like text her to see where she was and stuff. And they never really pieced together the, the long distance phone number either. And, um, so like I told Sheen, I'm like, I have no, what, no idea what to do. I'm like, I have plans that I'm just going to move to like, get up, pack my stuff and move away to Gimli. I mean, I'm young. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to get out. I just don't, I want to leave everything behind and just move on. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that basically me and Sheen fought and his views were that you shouldn't do this and my views were i should do this because i like i i love this girl no matter what she's she's lying about i'm gonna love her no matter what and uh so we stopped talking uh completely for like two years i think it was like a year or two years again timelines i don't really remember the timelines here and then um like i moved away so that was the story the end of that and, like, why wasn't she in school if she was younger? She was homeschooled. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and when she started to not be able to come to the city, and I'm guessing was because it was after summer, uh, holidays had ended. So that would make sense why she would start school again where she couldn't be here all the time. But when um, you moved out there, she would have still been younger than you. Did yeah, you figure she, this out? Like, did you confront her and say, hey, are you younger than me? Or Oh, yeah. Sorry. Did you think I, that it was weird that, like, this older guy is living in their house with their younger daughter? Uh, and, and that goes back to uh, you asking, well, what did their parents think? And this is weird as well because they didn't care. They were They were so cool with it. And I was just like, later on. Spoiler alert, after we broke up, um, I thought about it more and more and just like how weird it was to like, you know, date this girl that's much younger, move into with the parents and just like, you know, just become part of the family, it felt. Um, it was really weird. Um, Is that the first time that you felt like you actually had family? Yeah, it was really crazy. Like, um, when we lived together, um, we used to like, you know, have family dinners on Sundays and we used to do, uh, like her dad would, had a really nice, uh, Camaro. So like, he'd always go to like Sunday night, um, whatever in the Win in Winnipeg. So we'd always drive out with him and like, um, stuff like that. We, me and her father never really got along that much. I mean, he is crazy techie. Like he is super computer genius guy. Um, he has a really freaking amazing it kind of position right now but like um yeah he's super techie so like he helped me with computers he helped with a lot of like my computer knowledge today it's um it actually helped me tenfold for when i went back to college i completely knew everything that they were teaching me i basically went to school for them to give me a piece of paper saying hey you know what you're doing um but yeah he was really cool the mom really really awesome woman um she helped me out with a lot of things like she she taught me how to do my taxes and like she like it was just a really different time in my life like uh so like the weird leading up to me being there and then from me living with these parents and like completely and and i also felt really ashamed too so it took me really a really long time to reconnect with sheen and it took me a really long time to reconnect with anybody because i was just like embarrassed that like i chose this route of going to move in with this girl that completely lied to me for like an entire um i guess it was like a summer but i'm pretty sure it was like a year about everything, about literally everything. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she lied to me about her last name, too. Like, her last name wasn't what she said it was. Um, oh, yeah, right. You had asked um, if I had confronted her. Um, yes, I did confront her. Um, I confronted her at my aunt's place in my 
uh, in my room and she literally just started crying and she grabbed all her stuff and she tried to just leave. She just tried to run away. She grabbed her stuff and like ran downstairs and tried to run out and I was just like freaking out and like wanting to talk to her and like figure it out and uh, she was just crying and like my aunt was freaking out because I was screaming and like she can get pretty uh, pretty voicey when uh, she's mad so um it was just not a really good time for us to talk, so I let her leave, and I honestly thought I was never going to see her again. Like, she was gone. Like, that was the end of that. My plans to move away and start over, and everything that I had, like, worked up to were gone. Um, but no, we uh, we met up later that night at a, at a park, and we, we talked everything out, and uh, basically convinced myself and convinced her that, like, this is what... I wanted, even though I think it's pretty much what I didn't want at the time, but I was just rolling with it. I don't know why. I was a stupid teenager. But yeah, that was like my introduction to Gimli and uh, my first love that I had dated for roughly three and a half, four and a half years. Um, it was a pretty intense emotional summer. So last week, episode 8, we had on Declan McGarry. He's uh, an interesting cat, musician, father, he's my best friend, and he's a goofy guy. He's a great guy. can honestly say that, uh, that I love that guy. In high school, he was he and one of our other close friends, Maddie Johnston. They went to uh, what's it called prom, high school dance, whatever it is. The the last thing you do when you graduate. And instead of wearing normal suits, they decided that they were going to dress up like uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber bright orange ruffled suits and baby blue suits with top hats and canes I think they even had the gloves and the the full nine yards and it was hilarious it actually was pretty funny the thing that's funny about it though is they had to rent those suits the whole suit rental market's kind of a gross thing if you think about it it's funny that they did it for that dressed up like dumb and dumber for their prom um people rent suits like the first wedding that i was ever in wedding party i should say uh was one of the groomsmen and we rented suits and it's kind of like this weird thing you pay hundreds of dollars like 200 bucks or something to rent a suit that you return the next day and it doesn't even fit you well and other people have worn them and the quality's kind of low. So, like, if you need a suit, why would you do anything other than buy a suit? Like, get a custom-made suit. I'm not trying to shove it down people's throats that renting suits is unnecessary. Maybe it's right for some people. But, if you do need a suit for any occasion fapparel.com ephapparel.com you see here's the thing about F Apparel they make great suits like they make very high quality custom fit suits at a reasonable price point and you get to choose all of your fabrics and your fit and all these great things about it but the sweet thing is that you can actually have some fun too so Vander Kane used to play on the Jets, Winnipeg Jets, professional hockey player. He had some fun. He got like a silver suit made for New Year's Eve one year. And I'm sure that Declan and our friend Maddie would have had some fun too if they could have 
bought those Dumb and Dumber suits instead of rented them. So I know that F Apparel has made some fun pieces before. Um, I got four for all my suits. I end up getting crazy liners on the inside of my jacket. So you could probably put like, you can do classic checkers or you could probably at this point they if you really wanted it they could probably put like fred flintstone fabric in there or who knows what but um yeah like if you get a sweet looking inside liner to your coat you can turn it inside out and look like will smith on the fresh prince of bel-air wear that coat with with style with pride f apparel's got you covered ephapparel.com if you do choose to go check them out they'll line you up use promo code character to get 20% off your order do it up production assistance this week as always thank you to samurai guitarist go check him out on youtube he uh, just threw up some doesn't sound right threw up he uploaded some content about heavy metal so he's uh, pretty proficient in rock and blues and a lot of different styles jazz classical he can play it all but he's not super big into metal and he uh decided to take a crack at it so um go subscribe to his page make sure you show him some love too. follow him on instagram and all the social platforms if you're not following us on instagram at character podcast we'd love to to see you there and have some fun shooting messages back and forth so Thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, thanks to me and Molly Music. Check them out for uh, for the, the theme music, intro music by Delicate Beats. If you haven't had a chance to review the podcast, we would love one review. Uh, really do appreciate everyone who's taken the time to review and share the podcast with friends. Um, it, it, it truly does mean a lot. So keep listening, keep sharing, and... Uh, We'll hear more from Chris with Gimli next week on Character. Love y'all.